Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with the first official episode of the Chick Foley Show in 2023. Me and Sheena broke you guys off with a little quickie over the weekend talking about our trip to SmackDown Live, but we got the whole cast and crew here tonight for our first official recording. As always, let's start by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Doing good. Happy New Year to all of our Foley fam out there listening. I hope you guys started the year off strong and are staying true to your, your New Year's resolution so far. If not... It's never a bad time to pick them back up. It's already the, what, the 12th? I bet, Mm -hmm. what do you think, 95% of New Year's resolutions are already down the toilet at this point? I don't think down the toilet. I think, um, you know, there may have been some bumps along the way. I don't like to to say people flush their resolutions down the toilet, you know what I mean? Because you can always pick it back up, like... Never, never feel like it's too late. You guys heard it from Sheena. You can always pick stuff up out of the toilet right there. So. <laughs> of course. Uh, Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Marco, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Just uh, just chilling out. I just uh, finished recording Raw Down or doing the live feed of it. So I'm, uh, I'm primed and ready for you guys to, to, to spew some, uh, some wrestling knowledge. Nice. Doing double duty tonight. Oh, yeah. And Jordan, what is going on out in the Midwest? Man, seasonal depression has already hit me. It's fucking uh, <laughs> second week of January. Uh, I made no resolutions because uh, I think they're stupid. I, if you if you need to make a resolution to better yourself, well, I guess uh, I, I don't know. I just I hate winter. I really do. I don't. I don't know why I live in the Midwest. Well, let's be real. The actual New Year starts in the spring. I don't know who who invented this like calendar January to December. Like where everybody's supposed to like be up and at it in the middle of freaking winter. Like this is BS, dude. Like spring is the real start of the new year. So if you don't get your shit together till like April, you're you're still doing okay. The only problem with getting your shit together in April though is, man, your summer bod's going to take a real hit with only two (laughs) months to plan, which my summer bod has looked the same for about uh, 12 years. So I don't give a shit in these parts anymore. Big dude season year round. You can get your, I mean, there's other, there's other ways to get your life together other than just getting your summer bod in check, you know? You're right. All right, Shana, remind the listeners they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. All of our links to all of our partners and uh, podcast friends is at chickfoley.com. Make sure you're following all of our Pod Foundation brethren over at Pod Foundation. We have the Extra Cooler Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle with all of the wrestling content that you need for the week. And you got to break the listeners off with their favorite segment every week. Tell us what's new on the farm. Ooh, so I just ordered a bunch of new seeds. I just got them in today. Super exciting. I'll be starting seeds here in the next, like, you know, probably in February. I'll start some things and then really go hard. In, you like, guys have no March idea. She just spent like two days on the couch, didn't move. Like there's a straight up imprint of her ass <laughs> from sitting in the same spot for so long, just researching seeds to buy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, garden planting and all that and chicks. So I ordered I ordered a new batch of chicks, too, uh, which chicks are in high demand this year. Uh, so it was it was a little tricky getting my chicks ordered. But I should have a, an order of chicks coming in June. Just been doing, like I said, some hardcore garden planting. And I've been going around to my neighbors and collecting 
collecting all of their trash. They've been keeping their their gallon jugs for me. They're uh, like the neighborhood hoarders. Yeah, I'm like a neighborhood hoarder. I put a little thing out on my uh, you know neighborhood page. Like, does anybody have uh, gallon plastic jugs? Because I'm going to use them as little seed starting greenhouses. Uh, so everybody everybody's been putting their jugs out for me, and I've been rolling around the neighborhood gathering those. So. Uh, Jordan. Jordan's yeah. penciled in for coming out for WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Are you already putting together his uh, his like work list for when he's here? Oh yeah, so we have a we have the goat barn, the door of the goat barn, and it's a little <laughs> sticky. So I'm gonna need Jordan to maybe like maybe we can rehinge that thing while he's here. And straight, that thing's heavy, dude. It's like solid. It it's Amish construction, like solid oak, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like there's no press board, no nothing. Man. Yeah, and I would I wouldn't mind draping uh, two more cattle panels over my my raised beds to create two more trellises, so we can like you know stick those in the ground and bend them over and you know man, <laughs> this sounds like a great weekend your neighbors are all gonna pull their jugs out for me we're gonna bend everything over in the backyard like yeah dude, it's gonna be I'm tons in. of fun it's gonna be you're gonna be spreading seed everywhere you know i always Take do a door off the hinges <laughs> oh, all right and we want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your figure purchases at ringside collectibles we'll get into uh, some figure talk a little bit later on but Let's get into the show. So we are, uh, well, I guess before we really get into it, did anything big happen in wrestling over the past like seven days? No, I can't think of anything. No. Marco, can you think of anything, man? Uh, No, I mean, no, not really. Jordan, how about you? I really got nothing, man. I'm surprised we're even recording right now. It's been a pretty quiet week. we're actually recording a day later, so it's Thursday night uh, at about 10 p.m. Central Time as as we're taping this. Uh, we postponed taping by a day just because we want to see how all the dust settled. Obviously, the you know one of the biggest stories really in the history of wrestling could be unfolding right right in front of us with Vince McMahon making his hostile takeover of the WWE Board of Directors. And Tuesday night, it's not like it was a done deal that. Um, that they were selling to freaking Saudi Arabia. Jordan, you were right there. You, we were on, we had just got done doing the long balls with the, the turnbuckle tavern crew, our, our NFL uh, podcast on YouTube. Um, Jordan got to see my live reaction as I'm discovering this news, like kind of take us through those moments there, Jordan, and just the look on my face. Cause I was, I was honestly speechless. It was really something. Seth was just like staring into the corner, looking at his phone. Like, I'm not kidding you. I've never heard Seth that silent before. He just, he didn't say anything for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then I finally said, Hey man, you good? We're watching like the death of wrestling for Seth right now. And yeah, it was, it was a uh, not good. I mean, nobody <laughs> reacted well to it. It's just, it's not good. Yeah. It looks like that's cooled off. I think I may have just been Vince doing more carny shit and getting that floated out there to drive up the price. I mean, could be dude, but I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire dude. And that definitely seems like a Vince move. You know? Yeah, I mean, it'd I mean, be other a lot than, of like, money. pissing off the shareholders, but I mean, well, I don't why think the shareholders you... would be pissed because the shareholders would get bank off of that. Now, if he takes it back private, they're not going to get any residuals off that stock. But I think I could see Saudi just, you know, I, I, from the numbers but I've wasn't been the seeing, talk of that it was going back private. Yeah, that's the talk that it, he was selling go back private, but they would still get the cash out off their stock oh, and I stuff see. when they bought it. And um, I so a really good podcast listen to this, The Town. It's a ringer podcast. It's all about like the business side of Hollywood. And they actually did an episode breaking down the sale of WWE. And they say it's valued between like five and six billion. I could see somebody like Saudi who has just bottomless pockets, like just coming in and blowing them away and offering like 10, 12 billion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you actually kind of have a responsibility to the shareholders to accept that offer if they if they do that, regardless of what else it comes with. But 
for the sake of wrestling fans, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I mean, what, what do you think, Jordan? What, what, what's kind of like your darkest timeline on this thing if Saudi ends up getting the WWE? I guess my thing is, is I'm, I'm with Sheena here, like where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't believe that this was just put out just to be put out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if Vince really does want to take it private to keep his personal matters behind closed doors, I think Saudi would probably be the best bet because I highly doubt Disney or anybody like that would let him do that. Um, mm-hmm. Disney is definitely a public company. Like they, they are definitely open about everything. And, um, so I don't know, man, I still have a bad feeling about this, that it's going to happen. And I feel like if it does, I mean, there's going to be a percentage of the roster that's for sure gone the minute this happens. Cause Sami Zayn will not work for this company. Clearly um, yeah. the women, you got to really worry about if they're going to be allowed to be in the company at that point. I mean, dude, it has some ripples that could, I mean, WWE would never be the same after that. Like, there's a lot of people I've seen on the internet. They're like, ah, it'll be fine. They're not going to let it completely go in the tank. Well, no one said that. I'm just saying like, it's going to have a lot of, um, yeah, like I said, ripple throughout the whole roster. And I mean, just basically the wrestling community as a whole. Yeah. My, my concern is really long-term. I think there will be a handful of superstars that leave right away if this deal goes through, but honestly, like money talks, man. And I think Saudi's going to break the bank. I think short-term it could be like a little bit exciting for wrestling fans. Cause we may see people who we thought would never come to WWE just not be able to turn down that paycheck to come over for short term. But my concern is like it goes private. Obviously, Vince still running it. You know, Vince passes away. I could totally see the Saudi, you know, it's the, they call it like the Saudi public investment firm, but it's really the Saudi government. I can see them just getting bored with this thing and letting it kind of just end up fizzling out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and next thing you know, Tony Khan uh, buys this sometime down the road. Yeah. Yeah. We see like the WCW sale all over again. Um, and I really worry about the, my priorities are the old tape library, right? Like what used to be WWE network now on Peacock. I still want to have access to that. Tape trading will hit the freaking ceiling. Yeah. Physical media prices are going to go up big time. And then I worry about the figures. You know what I mean? I wonder how that would work with Mattel. Mm -hmm. Sheena, do you got any preferred buyer for the WWE? No, I just, I, I mean, I just wish it would just, st- I, I hate change, dude. I, I'm, I'm a person, I'm like, no, things are going good right now. Let's just ride this thing out. You know, Triple H is doing a great job. You know, Stephanie's in charge. Like, why are we shaking shit up? But, you know, Vince's ego, like he cannot, he, he will not let his ego die and just, you know, take the L and yeah. walk away from WWE. Com- so. Comcast, like NBC Universal, that'd probably be the best one for wrestling fans because I think they would buy it and... Just keep things how they are, right? Yeah. They already have the long-standing relationship with them. I saw some rumors that were just popping up tonight that Tony Khan and Shahid Khan are actually interested in putting together an investment group to buy it. Like, how wow. nuts would that be? Barco, what do you think, man? Would they keep it as a separate brand or would would they fold WWE into AEW or fold AEW into WWE? How would, how do you think that would play out if the Khans actually ended up buying uh, WWE? Um I think they would fold it into I think I think they would fold AEW into WWE because it's a bigger name. Unless they just petty and they want to get rid of the WWE name and fold it in no. that way. But Dynamite would become six hours long. Yeah. And they would just they would just have like <laughs> all the all WWE, WWE titles over to bring back Dynamite. the NXT UK championships. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wanna yeah. I wanna kinda turn this around and stop this from being the Doom and Gloom podcast, because that's what it sounds like from the from the three of you, and say that I for one, do you know where this rumor came from? The Saudi rumor? Twitter. Um, 
I, it seemed like it was just from like the some of the the Twitter like wrestling reporters and stuff. Mm. All, they were all claiming that they were hearing rumblings. No, it was it was Reddit. It was like some dude named KD twenty two. Well, there's the there's Kermit two one five on Reddit that reported it sold. That turned out to be false. That yeah. guy has had some like really strange coincidental posts before where he's predicted stuff. So yeah. he may have just been trolling. Here's what I said. I won't go too in, in depth because we spent like I think like maybe like an hour and change on, on the raw down talking about it. But I for one, a sale wouldn't go through unless. They've been working on this since like 2020. It does. You can't. They don't just. You can't just buy a company and then and that's it. Like the sale's done. Um, just from my experience of working with working for a company that purchased another company, it almost took them like two years to actually finally actually engulf the company. Like they paid for it, and then they have to go through a whole bunch of legal like things. Like if there's thing if there's you know, in, like investors attached to it, if there's partnerships attached to it, if there's deals going on, which like the WWE, there's multiple deals. There's multiple licensing deals happening right now. Like, right, yeah. I don't think anybody thought the deal was closing, but yeah. they definitely could have, you know, agreed in principle to a deal or something, mm-hmm. or at least had a handshake well, even that was even, Well, that, even that the next day, um, if you watch like the like the finance people like on like, CNBC and CNN and all that stuff, that was like a, that wasn't a actual thing that, principal deal that was that was rumored to be i like, actually wwe came out and said that was false that there was no principal yeah, deal the, on wwe the table. would never uh would never lie <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there were people out there that said wwe wcw wasn't going to be sold at, and it was already sold well that yeah. was you steph know. you know steph held a staff meeting with all the talent on friday and said that nothing was going to change uh management wise and then tuesday night she resigned yeah, exactly yeah. dude but so, yeah. yeah there's I can't. I can't imagine a world in which people like the the mainstream media comes out and you know doesn't tell you the whole I, truth. I agree, Marco. I definitely think people were jumping the gun on the uh, the Saudi deal Tuesday night. Yeah, but. I don't. Yeah, I mean the reaction's always overblown whenever yeah. something like that comes out. You and, know, and but they just proved like what happened was like when all those analysts came out the next day, like the actual business people that study you know sales and they study all that stuff, like and they came out and basically just like shit on every single dirt sheet writer. Every wrestling journal said knows literally nothing about business at all. Well, we have we have like. our own business major <laughs> right here on the uh, Chick Fil A Show podcast. Uh, you know, we have our own business analyst in Seth Phelps. So, yeah, no, it's know. like it, the other part of that too is like I, I don't even think you know why I've, we we talked about this on the rundown. Why are people discounting Disney? Like, have you looked at their like I had to like because we were doing like research and stuff. Have you looked at like their financials for the past like few years? Like they have Can't more than enough money to buy WWE if they wanted to, and some. Yeah, I could, they definitely <laughs> got the ability. I just don't know if Disney has the desire, man, yeah. to bring WWE. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like it, it's a weird fit to me. Yeah, man. It but is I a mean, weird th- fit. they could make it work. I think De- Disney would definitely be in the mix. But I'm, I'm so. I don't for see. NBC I don't think they're gonna have like a WWE wing at Disney World. You know what I mean? That would be like, lit, dude. If they cool. have like WWE World. I'm telling you, yeah. they like, can, they can make, the, they can make the WWE universe. Yeah, you know? Comcast owns Universal. I feel like WWE at Universal Studios That'd is be better fit than. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, imagine if they had like an actual physical WWE Hall of Fame, like at Universal Studios. That'd be dude. cool. That would be freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah with like all the uh, uh, artifacts and stuff. All right, but again, we didn't want to get too bogged down because we are all, you know, kind of just throwing darts at the board right now, speculating on this. But it's definitely going to be something interesting to monitor over the next few months. I think if I had to uh, to put money on it. I'm still sticking with um, 
that I don't think they even end up selling the company. I think Vince just used this like, you know, proposed as sale a as a as a Trojan horse to yeah. get his foot back in the door yeah. and start consolidating power. And I hope I'm wrong, but you know, it's January thirteenth or, or January twelfth right now, and I'm gonna say that Vince will be back running creative before the Royal Rumble. Oh, you think so? Jeez. I, I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. That's because I love Triple H's since he's been it hasn't been perfect, but it's been miles better than anything I've seen in the mm-hmm. the eight years I've been back watching wrestling. I'm, so I hope I'm wrong, but I got a bad feeling that uh well, Triple H is gonna be the next domino fall. Damn it. <laughs> I had like a I had a weird crazy angle like in the in the because you're talking about like uh like Vince McMahon, like everyone thinking the WWE was a like a, for us fans, we always thought it was like a a family business. Like once Vince dies, he's gonna give it to Shane, and then and Shane and Stephanie are gonna run the company. But now looking back on it, no, WWE is never a like a family business. Like his father didn't give it to him; he had to buy the company from his father and, yeah. and you know build it from the beginning and work the way up. And you know now seeing how like Shane was treated and how Stephanie was treated, I think it was like a power move to get his like kids out of the picture. So well, we, are, we already know Vince doesn't care about family. <laughs> so not only, not only did his dad make him buy it as part of the agreement, if he ever missed one of the balloon payments on the company, it was going to get handed over to a trust of like Gorilla Monsoon and like Arnold Scala and stuff yeah. like that. Like it, he was going to lose the company if he ever missed one payment. That's how like little faith his dad had in him. So yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Not to be armchair psychologist, but yeah, he may, that may have like just feed into the way he treats his kids now. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking maybe like he has, a, he wants like, maybe he wants Shane, uh, Shane 70 to pull their money together and buy the company from him. Who knows? Maybe it's like a, like a life lesson from, from, uh, from Papa Vince. <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you right now know. that if we see Triple H resign in the next few weeks, that yeah, company is going hard, right dude. in the shitter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to just double down on my love for AEW and just I'll, look, I'll watch the yeah. old school WWE we're, stuff. We're going to come, we're gonna the come for the Turnbuckle Tavern. We're going to turn this podcast yeah. into an a strictly AEW and we're going to oh, rival sorry. the Turnbuckle Tavern. Sorry, Turnbuckle. On, uh, you know. We're taking over. <laughs> <that. laughs> taking over. <laughs> yeah, we have to can- – first of all, we joked about this. First of all, the raw down gets canceled and we're going to change no, it to so- uh, Dynapage, uh, wow. a combination of Dynamite and Rampage. We're going to review those two shows <laughs> instead of raw yeah. down. The Turnbuckle Tavern's going to come in and buy the Chick Foley show. <laughs> All right, let's get into the real reason why we are here tonight. We are going to do our 2023 uh, wrestling wish list. So, you know, we wrapped it up with the Chickies. We wrapped up 2022, put a bow on that last episode. Now we are going to uh, kind of just lay out the stuff we want to see in wrestling in 2023. Got it a few different categories here. We're going to start with. Who is a male wrestler you want to see become world champion for the first time? This could be WWE, AEW, New Japan, whatever you want. Um, Sheena, you and Marco had the same pick. Tell us why you think Ricky Starks should be a first-time world champ this year. I just think he's really shown himself as a performer. The dude can cut promos. He can work heel. He can work babyface. We've just seen the evolution of Ricky Starks. I was not a Ricky Starks, uh, you know, fan when he first came about uh, i i agreed with mjf i used to tell seth like he's a freaking dollar store rock he's you know? the pebble he's the pebble yeah he's the pebble he's like a little <laughs> he's he gets all of his mannerisms and kind of like his his promo style and inflection and everything sounds very very much like uh you know dollar store Dwayne. um 
but he's really kind of come into his own. I feel like he's he's got the people behind him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll win the the world title right off the bat, but he's definitely shown that he's he's a contender for 2023. And I would I don't think the people are going to be mad if yeah. Ricky Starks wins a title in 2023. Yeah, he had a really good match against MJF. I could see him go away from that for a couple months and mm-hmm. then come back to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. yeah, I could definitely see him being on the end MJF's reign. Uh, Jordan, man, I know you're a sucker for the sentimental stuff. I'm assuming you made this your pick right after his promo last night. <laughs> Adam Cole, baby. Do you know what the crazy thing is? I actually picked this yesterday morning, and then he came back wow, last dude. night. Man, good um, timing, man. Dude, I just kind of started thinking about people we hadn't seen in a while. Um, spoiler, my second choice was Riddle. Um, so I, I really was. I was just thinking about people that we hadn't seen in a long time, and then um, Adam Cole just popped into my head, and I was like, Dude, I know we make fun of him for being small and stuff all the time, but I don't. Adam Cole, that promo he cut last night, I, it just it just reassured reassured me that the choice I was making was right. Dude, that dude can capture a crowd so easily. Like, I, I just think he's he is awesome, and I, I'm really happy he's back. I, I know he's still not over the concussion; he's not going to be wrestling anytime soon, but. Man, when he said he had some bad news, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. If this dude yeah. is done, it's going to be tragic, man, because he never got a world title. It's just, it is what it is. But, yeah, man, I, I really think once he gets cleared, I think 2023 could be a really big year for him because, dude, they're going to need more contenders for the title. I mean, it, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I know Adam mm-hmm. Cole's usually a heel, but, dude, he could easily be babyface against MJF, like, and I would love to see it. I think their uh, promos sure. together would be awesome. Well, the good thing is, physically, it's totally believable for Adam Cole to beat MJF also, yeah, right? True. Like, it's not that thing, like, when he was going against, Hangman. you know, even Hangman seemed yeah. like he was, like, a little bit too, like, just, like, if Adam Cole doesn't have, you know, like, the Undisputed Era with him, like, it seemed, like, kind of tough to believe he could beat Hangman, but... I could always see him beat MJF. And the other good thing is that he has basically like a 100% approval rating with the fans right now. Yeah. You know, the fans are ready to get behind him and root him on. So yeah. that could be a really good story once he's uh, once he's ready to come back. One one critique, um, though. One critique about Adam Cole. Took all that time off and did not hit the gym once. So <laughs> I, I don't see him as a title contender this year. He should have hit a little of the HGH. He did say his uh, he did say his shoulder was like torn to shreds, and you know he was having trouble, you know, waking up, not bombing. Whatever. He was on Twitch every damn night. You know he was, dude. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. dude, freaking heels. Jesus. I thought I was the heel on this show. <laughs> I like Adam Cole. Uh, speaking of heels, I have the uh, the lone WWE pick on the list. I'm going with my man Austin Theory. Okay. Took me a while to come around on this dude. As much as people said that he was like Vince's pet project, it wasn't until Vince left that. He really started to kind of win me over, man. I'm loving the new turn of character since he had the failed cash in. And, dude, I really think the John Cena comparisons are there, man. I think this dude could end up being the next John Cena. Um, and I, I think it'd be awesome seeing him get the belt. I don't see him beating Roman, but assuming that Roman loses the belt to somebody else um, in the first part of this year, I can see Austin Theory being the one to uh, to beat that person. What, what do you think, She, Where are you at on Austin Theory right now? I'm higher on Austin Theory than I have been in the past. I like again, I was just like I don't understand what people see in this guy, but much like Ricky Starks, like he's just kind of like growing on me with his with his, you know, evolution and growth as a performer. So I, I think doing the beard and not having like the little like Randy Orton style yeah, pirate goatee helped yeah. a lot, man. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think that facial hair works for anybody, even Randy no, Orton. Dude. I don't know why Randy Orton is still sticking it's with the that. the worst. What about yeah. you, Jordan? Where are you at with like the the um the Jack Sparrow goatee? 
Yeah, it's not not a good look, but dude, I'm still not there for, with Austin Theory. I, I don't know, man. I just I still picture him as that sniveling shit last summer with Vince and stuff. Like, dude, yeah, you didn't get hype when A Town Down hit at SummerSlam. I thought like no, that I that instant pissed. moment. That instant moment, I was like, "Okay, I get it now, man." No, like, I, he I didn't. Like a I big didn't, deal when he came out. I man. didn't hit it. At, I didn't get it at SummerSlam. I was more annoyed that A Town Down. I mean, not that I didn't expect it, but I was a little bit annoyed. But you know, beyond SummerSlam, you know his his presence on TV and stuff. I feel like he's been he's been good enough for me. Just good good enough. enough, yeah. I like Austin Theory. I think he's definitely a future world champ. I'm just not sure if it's going to happen this year or not. All right, let's move over to the ladies. It was a unanimous pick. Jordan, tell us why Jade Cargill, all four hosts, picked her to win her first women's championship in 2023. Uh, I mean, I don't know how the choice is anybody else, honestly. Like, we've said it numerous times on this show. Um, she just has it all. Uh, just seeing her have that moment, which I'm assuming is going to happen sooner than later. Um, <clears throat> I think she'll have both belts at the same time. Um, I just I think that moment's just going to be so big, and she has she's gotten so much better. Her look is fantastic. I just it, she has it all, man. It's just it's a matter of when they're going to give it to her, not if. Yeah, Tony Khan's pretty good at kind of giving the fans what they want, and I think it's so obvious that that's got to be the story that they tell, right? That she just becomes double champ mm-hmm. and and then vacates the TBS title, a la Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania six and. The other thing, dude, I think that's a great way to establish the TBS championship as a really important title. Like, think about the first person that held this title goes undefeated for over a year and rides it all the way to the main championship. Like, you know, AEW loves a tournament, right? Mm -hmm. So you can start, you can go and drop the bracket and start your tournament on the next episode of Dynamite. Um, Yeah, I I love Jade, man. I, I actually put her as like number two for female rest of the year besides Bianca Belair. Dude, imagine yeah. imagine if she comes out with some tassels and some warrior face paint when she goes for the <laughs> women's title. I would fucking shit a brick. <laughs> what if she has the chest paint like warrior at WrestleMania 6? You know just, she's not going to wear a bra or anything. Just comes out with just chest paint. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You'll be in Jordan pop for the, for the warrior uh, gimmick. Everybody will be popping for that one. <laughs> <laughs> popping through jeans. Popping through the denim, baby. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Denim Dan over here is going to have an oyster <laughs> in the front of his shorts. Wow. All right. Let's go over to the tag teams again. You know, Jordan actually called me out at, uh, the other night, said I was the ultimate WWE mark. I guess I am because I'm the only person that had a WWE act on this one, too. There's only, out of the three categories we have here, I was the only people that picked anything from WWE. I'm going with one of the, uh, what I think is one of the most valuable acts of NXT over the last year. Pretty deadly. I would love to see these guys go up to the main roster. And mm-hmm. again, I don't see them beating the Usos, but I can see them beating whatever team takes the belts from the Usos. These guys, they're super funny, which I feel like the tag team division is where comedy really has a chance to shine. Um, but when the bell rings, these guys can also wrestle, man. So I, I one thing I'm kind of just hoping I can speak into existence. I think the one thing that would really help elevate their act, I think they need a manager to make it like a trio situation like the New Day. We need to bring Tyler Breeze back. Who better than Prince Pretty to work with uh, with Pretty Deadly as they go yeah. up to the main roster? And you know Tyler Breeze was a big Triple H guy, so I can see it happening, assuming Triple H stays in control for you know at least another few months. So Pretty Deadly is my pick. Yeah, well, I mean, you you picked uh, the place where tag team wrestling means the least. So, yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's a pretty shitty pick, no pun intended. Yeah. I mean, I mean not- you guys say it means the least, but I feel like the tag team champs in WWE have been way more prominent than... 
the tag they team champs ha- in well, AEW. I Half mean, the time, the, the tag the story, champs in AEW aren't even booked this is as like the, the strongest tag This is the first team. time since I mean, can we just say honestly, like this is almost one of the first times since we've been back watching wrestling the tag team that the tag teams have been like a prominent feature on like main like TV bit like pay per views yeah. been in the like main main picture like. I, I can't remember a time. And it was always like Uso's New Day, Uso's New Day, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, yeah, you're right. But still, I think, you know, you got to give them credit. The Uso's are by far the most, like I said, oh, in I'm, AEW, not, I'm not disputing that. I'm not arguing that at all. We, we talked about that in our Chicky Awards, but it's just, I, I feel like, uh, you know, you, you can't use that as a blanket just because it's recency bias. You know what I mean? Fair enough. All right. So who's your pick, Shane? Um, well, mine is House of Black. I want uh, Brody and Malachi to just like, you know, I want the, I want House of Black as a whole to succeed and do something and get some gold. See, or, I feel like they'd be better going and getting the trio championship from the elite. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they're the tag team, why would the tag team be Malachi? And why is the tag team not Buddy Murphy and Brody? Instead of Malachi, I feel like Malachi I don't know. Be Am I back. Tony Khan? I don't have the answer. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm just, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate. Well, here. I mean, well, first of all, I want I want Malachi Black to hold some gold. So if he has to hold it via the tag team championships, then that's fine with me. But uh, I just feel like these two are like two big guys. Like they're really like you know I don't know some of the first really big guys we've got in AEW on the tag team division, right? I mean, we got Brody Keith is Lee. Malachi's not that big. Malachi's pretty big, dude. He's beefy. Uh, you sure you think of Malachi yeah. Black? No, I'm not thinking Jordan, of Malachi Black. Jordan, would you describe Malachi Black as beefy? I mean, he's a, not a small dude by any means. I think he's, yeah, he's he like six. He's, he's not like Adam Cole, dude. I guess he's I like, don't know, dude. Yeah, yeah, Malachi Black's pretty let me look. Small. Let me look up Malachi yeah, Black's he's like, statistics, dude. I, he's like six feet or something like that. We need the listeners to he's weigh six in foot. on this. He's six foot tall, okay, dude. Is, is that small for, to you? For a wrestler, yes. Mm-hmm. What's his weight? 215 pounds. He's a cruiserweight. Damn, dude, that's yeah. what I weighed in like seventh grade. 5'11, 215 is what I got for his size. Yeah. That- sm- Adam Cole is six foot two hundred. So he's basically the same size as Adam Cole. Yeah. No, he's now, not. Now Buddy same Murphy's size as Adam Buddy Cole. Murphy is pretty beefy. Buddy Murphy's definitely swole up since he was on two oh five live. Buddy Murphy oh. definitely got on the good gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the old, now the the Supreme Malachi Black was way oversized. Maybe that's throwing you. Because that figure was so out of scale. Maybe you're just thinking <laughs> yeah. about that. Maybe, yeah. that figure sure damn near it. looks eye to eye with the yeah. Undertaker. Elite. <laughs> I'm sure that's it. Yeah. All right. But yeah, my pick was I, I want House of Black to do something. Trios, tag team, I don't care. Let's just let's just do something with House of Black before they fade away into the oblivion. It makes them, when they have such awesome presentation and there's no in-ring success to go along with it, it just makes them seem like, even like less than what they actually mm-hmm. are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like Carrie and cross dude. Like, yeah, exactly. Kyrian. It just doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. Kyrian. Yep. All right, Marco, you got another AW pick. Let's see. You, I was very close to having the same pick as you, Marco, but I pretty deadly itched it out just a little bit. Tell us, tell us your pick for um, AW tag champs in 2023. Yeah. I put the, uh, I put the ass boys, but uh, obviously they're the gun club. Um, I think, I think they're due. I think they're due for at least not like a long title reign, but at least, at least win the titles. I think they're probably one of the like one of the better like heel teams that they have there um, as a tag team. And I think you know just keeping them feuded with the uh, with the acclaimed, um, and then having them you know take the titles off off the acclaimed and you know continuing on with that. I think will will be uh, will be good for them. But yeah, I think I, I think they just do for it. I mean, they're, I mean the the genetics speak for themselves. I mean, their dad's like sixty and he looks better than pretty much everyone on planet earth right now. 
Um, and I think it'll be, a, you know, it'll be a great thing for, you know, maybe he'll come back and manage them again. Maybe he'll drop the acclaimed and uh, go back and, uh, and manage his boys as a, as a, as tag team champion. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they, uh, I, and I feel like a title reign would really help to establish them as legitimate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they're, they've been good, but I feel like, I feel like the belts really help elevate them. Some teams don't need it. I feel like they need to get a title reign underneath their belt. Though. And like I said, I could totally see them grabbing those belts from the acclaimed. All right, Jordan, I think you got the most controversial pick on here, man. You're going to have to defend this one, dude, and sell us on this. <laughs> the Usos. Dude, I, 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 like these, I, I like these guys a lot, so I picked Private Party. Um, I, I know they've had some injuries in the past and stuff, but every time they've give, been given a chance to shine, they do really well. I know they're not like the biggest dudes and definitely not the most over people on the roster, but another homegrown AEW talent, like, I just – I don't know, man. I, I think this is a good thing that three of us had AEW tag teams and none of them were the same. Kind of tells you how vast the tag team division in AEW is. Um, I know these guys are kind of relegated to dark and they don't really get a whole lot of dynamite time or rampage time, but I just feel like these guys can do a lot of stuff. I mean, they, they've definitely shown it before. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess this is more just me hoping that they get some more time because I do like watching both of them, but probably won't happen. I don't know. This is like when you tell your mom you want street profits and your mom's like, no, honey, we got street profits at home. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> uh, still there. Jeez. That was, That's a, good, that was a good comparison. Oh, man. All right. So uh, let's get the let's, let's all have a drink and then we're all going to go around and share our wild card pick. Real for, quick. I want to oh, I have to interject really quickly. Here. Look at this picture of Malachi standing next to Brody, dude. I think that's pers- he's in front of him. Look at his feet, dude. Perspective. He's this whole step. He's like three <laughs> feet in front of Brody. Sheena's got a picture where Malachi Black is like all the way in the foreground and Brody's like 20 feet back. No, she's he's like, not look, they're the same size. He is literally like a half step back, Seth. He's definitely back it's behind him. He's angles. still bigger than him. It's the angles. Oh yeah, it's all about the <laughs> angle of the dangle. <laughs> all right. Let's hear from uh, the two bad chads at Turnbuckle Tavern and then we will take our weekly beverage break. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, it's time for the weekly beverage break where we talk about what we're sipping on as we pod. Uh, Marco, you're on your uh, second pod of the night, man. What are you drinking right now? I am uh, sipping on some uh, some proper twelve uh, that I got for a Christmas gift. Uh, proper twelve and uh, ginger ale. Um, nice. Actually, yellow really- lime in there, or just straight ginger and uh, and and whiskey. Oh, straight ginger and whiskey. Okay, I like yeah, yellow you lime. You a little splash mine. of lime. It's good. Yeah. Good. I, mean, I don't know about proper twelve, but great you know. choice though. Yeah, I mean, I, I proper twelve is good. I, I prefer Jameson, but yeah, you can't go wrong with uh, I can't with remember. Irish We tried whiskey. it one time, and I can't we did remember. once. It was just, to me, it was we've talked about this on the pod before. So sorry for having the exact same conversation again, but yeah, to me, I thought. 
Carpet Troll was good. I thought it was actually a little bit too smooth, though. But, yeah, you know, a lot is. of people like the smoothness. I like a, I like to have a little bit of bite on there. Um, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? So I told you guys I was having a little seasonal depression, so I decided to go with some uh, Island Brewery. So I went with a uh, Maui Brewing Company Big Swell IPA. Um, good choice, dude. Love Maui Brewing Company. That's definitely the yeah. best of all the beer. Kona gets all the love, dude, but... If you look, one, I think Maui makes better beer. And if you look on Kona, they also have a brewery in Colorado. So most yeah. of the Kona brewing beer that you're getting in the um, in the States in the states is an actual Hawaiian beer, dude. It's actually brewed in Colorado, whereas Maui is straight up local yeah. Hawaiian beer. Maui yeah. has the bikini blonde, Guess right? what? Yep. Yeah. Guess what? I'm about to really burst your bubble, Seth, because it's about to get bad for you. Brewing and canned by Maui Brewing Company, Denver, Colorado, on behalf of Dang, Maui. They sold out, sold out bro. You sit out there like sold out, man. Wow. Damn. Well, I take back what I say, dude. Man, they're the same drink whatever the hell you want. Drink Kona, whatever fake Hawaiian beer. In their you defense, want. you know, it's probably just it's probably a good thing that means that they've gotten more successful. Because yeah, I know that that used to be something they took pride in, right? Mm-hmm. That all their wow. stuff was brewed in Hawaii, so. That just goes to show you, you know, we were talking about that WWE Saudi deal. Like yep. money talks, bullshit walks, and it looks right. like now he's walked all the way to the Dude, I think rocks, I think man. once COVID, now he's walked I think, all the way to the I, If I had to guess, they probably made this deal right around COVID time because getting this shit to the mainland during COVID time was probably really hard. So distribution yeah. was probably really low. And, I can see that. And beer sales were up during COVID too. So yeah, like, yeah we gotta get while the getting's good. I mean, no shame, dude. It's just I just always thought that was like something that uh, was cool. That was yeah. cool points for them, right? Mm-hmm. That they were like true, like local Hawaiian beer. But I'm sure the beer is still quality. I mean, I never noticed the difference. I was drinking Kona beer for years and I still love Big Wave. I still like Kona a lot. I just, that was yeah. one, that was like, you know, Maui Brewing and Kona Brewing are the two biggest Hawaiian beers. And I always kind of gave Maui the nod just because they were local to And Hawaii. I mean, I, I've drank a lot of uh, Broken Skull IPA and I cannot tell the difference between the ones that were brewed in Virginia and the ones that were brewed in, um, you that know, That was another discovery on the show. Remember, mm-hmm. we discovered that during the podcast. We yeah. were looking on the cans like, what like, the hell? Holy shit. Why does it say Virginia Beach on the back of this El Segundo yeah. Brewing? So, yeah. yeah, check your cans, folks. A lot of these fucking beer companies are fronting on us, man. Yeah, Make sure you always like check small your cans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, Sheena, what are you drinking? So I'm about to bust open this. I was drinking a nooner. I was drinking a watermelon nooner. Um, but I'm gonna bust open this woodchuck hard cider mm. mimosa. So it's cider, OJ, and uh, you're supposed to give it a little shake and enjoy. It says fermentation for fun. So you guys know my passion about oh, so we're gonna get a so. we're gonna get a live review on the air. I just picked these up a couple days ago for sure. Notes, to of, try, notes so. of sparkling wine and orange juice inspired by your favorite brunch drink. Give it a slight shake and enjoy. I told Seth I'm gonna freaking shake this thing. It's gonna explode all over the microphone. So while, while Sheena is getting this teed up, are you guys are you guys big hard cider fans? I don't mind it. It's yeah. not my favorite thing though. We See, used okay. to we used to be we used to be hardcore still, cider drinkers. I think the spot to get it at Buffalo Wild Wings they usually have woodchuck on tap and it's like the perfect complement for yeah. spicy chicken wings. All right, here we go. Yeah, I was a I was a big woodchuck or like cider girl in my um in my cross. Remember, you gotta you gotta sniff it first and give us your your notes. Yeah, it smells up. like orange juice. You hit you get that Tropicana note right off the top. Dude. This fermentation's about to have Sheena in a whirlwind. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys know. I think it's a six percent. No, it's five point five percent. So a little bit stronger than a normal white beer. Oh, that's pretty dang good, dude. So, you know, um, sometimes woodchuck can be really sweet. Like the cider can be really sweet. The orange juice definitely adds like a little bit of tang. And you can tell like, you know, the fermentation gives it that extra crispy like bubbles. So here, here, here for this. I like it. I'm drinking a uh, ice cold bush light. So Sheena's going about as off the grid as you can get. I'm going about as basic as you can get. It can't be the ice cold bush light. So. 
That's what I'm sipping on. All right, let's get into the fun stuff. Everybody go around with your wild card pick of uh, 2023. Sheena, you can get us started. So my wild card pick, it was a close one between this one and when I picked Ricky Starks. I think Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston's time to win a title. I don't know if the world title's in his future, but maybe the TNT. But uh, it would be it would be a cool moment for Eddie Kingston to like dethrone MJF. I definitely feel like he's earned it. He's earned the the uh, passion from the people. Even if it's a short run, I don't think Eddie Kingston's like a guy who's going to benefit from like a Roman Reigns style like title run. But I do feel like it's going to be a moment, you know. And if if Vince McMahon creates anything and knows anything about wrestling, it's creating those moments is what's important. This and I think when moment. Eddie Kingston finally wins, uh, you know, wins the title, it's going to be it's going to be huge. All right, Marco, what's your pick? Um, I picked uh, nothing wrestling. I mean, technically wrestling related, um, mainly for us to have like a viral moment for the show. Just something like someone says something off the wall and it catches fire and whether people love it or hate it, it just, it's out there in the open. Hopefully it's Sheena. Cause I know she loves um, being the, uh, <laughs> being in the public voice and oh, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> having, uh, yeah. having everyone know, but um, yeah, just, just something, uh, just something fun. So people get other people can talk about it and stuff like that. That's, that's what I'm wishing for as a I'm just now reading it. It said it can be anything you want. I don't know why I was thinking like one wrestling wish card. Yeah, it was like, just anything know. wrestling in the wrestling universe. Yeah, hmm. we should start going like uh, like Undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp and just like manufacture some controversy, you know what yeah. I mean? Just make up some shit that we can have a really heated argument about and oh, go yeah. script out some sound bites and stuff and throw them out there. I feel like our listeners are pretty chill though for the most part. We have a pretty cool crowd that listens to the show. Like on Instagram, if you post anything, like the comment section will be like, you know, 150 comments deep, like people just arguing with each yeah. other over shit. But yeah, yeah. Our, our, our audience is pretty good. The thing is like we've been doing this balance. show for four years now you know what i mean and with the the current you know the the foursome we got right now it's going on you know almost a year and a half so i feel like it would just come off as so manufactured if we did try to argue we're gonna have to come yeah. up i don't even go with the argument angle because we've never really gone past like you know good spirited debate on here we'll yeah. have to come up with something else like we'll make up just some crazy ass off i mean the wall if, if angel's stank ass pie don't get the people talking and <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know what else we can do what else we can pull out of our hat get, uh, to uh Maybe get the maybe, people going. Maybe we can start a beef with Conrad, Conrad Thompson, and his. Uh, there you go. We'll start yeah. a beef between uh, the Con Foundation. We, we tried to we tried to start beef with Conrad whenever we uh we, we had we got fucked the, over. We did at, the Starcast, uh, Starcast walkout. Yeah. We took our ball and went home from Starcast. Exactly. Dude, ad free shows versus Pod Foundation. That's that's, what, that's <laughs> maybe what maybe we could to. get Jordan. We could start a Foley fans, and Jordan could start start putting out some spicy content. There you go. You know? Oh fuck yeah! I'm all about <laughs> it. Big, big, big dude season, dude. All, all the damn time, dude. I was trying to get J Bone to do it and call it Bony fans. That's what I'm. That's what I'm <laughs> uh, angling for him to go for, but he's not going for it just yet. Yeah, I think Jordan's on board. I think we get. I think that oh, could be. Our, that he's could already be our... got the content ready to go. He's just been waiting. He's waiting to get the signal. These photos yeah. have been saved in my phone for months. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> I went with a guy that uh, a lot of uh, this. He's kind of polarizing for wrestling fans, but I really want to see him uh, get back on the main stage. Matt Cardona, aka Zack Ryder. I want to see him go back to NXT. I think he would be awesome to come in and have like a nice heel run in NXT. I don't think it would. He's had he's had a great run on the indies. I don't think it would hit the same if he went back to the main roster. But I think he could be a, like an awesome top heel. Um, on NXT, maybe do like an extended version of what Dolph Ziggler was doing when Dolph went down. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Cardona get back in NXT. 
Uh, I know Jordan's a big fan of Matt Cardona. Well, they already signed Chelsea Green, apparently. So, I mean, it's it's. I coming. think Cardona's already signed, dude. I'm, yeah. I would be shocked if he's not in the Rumble. Yeah. I don't know. He went on. He went on Justin, uh, aka the Wrestling Classics post when Justin posted about Chelsea being signed to WWE, and Matt Matt actually commented and said, "Hmm, this is news to me." Because who would care more about? Like honestly, think about it, dude. Eddie's already still a fan. Who would care more about maintaining his Royal Rumble surprise pop than him? That's very true. He's right there with Cody, dude. There That's is nobody. Yeah, there is nobody that cares more about. Getting that, and he's earned it. Honestly, like he—he's yeah. definitely the, the run he's had since he got fired from WWE. He's definitely yeah. earned that return pop. Based on the amount, based on the amount of uh, you know shit he gave us for uh, ruining the surprise of the Ghostbusters figures, I can only imagine what it would be like if he ruined his his Royal Rumble entry. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I I feel you, but that him commenting about the the Chelsea Green thing that carries zero weight with me. Uh, Jordan, what's your what's your wild card wish? So. Mine is, this is an open letter to Tony Khan. Dude, stop with the fucking hokey shit, all the hugs and all that stuff. Dude, when you guys deliver a wrestling show like you did last night, just do that every week. That's all we want. And depending on what happens with WWE, we're going to need you. Like, dude, don't completely blow this for all of us. I think, like, this should be every wrestling fan's wish for this year is, dude, AEW, step up to the plate. Do things right. Stop with the hokey shit. We don't need any more brawl outs or anything like that. Just do wrestling, dude. You guys are like the kings of just doing wrestling. Like, yeah. if you're going just based on wrestling, AEW can put out the best wrestling content ever. Like, they might not have the production value of WWE or anything like that, but just wrestling, they know what they're doing. I mean, they got Forbidden Door. They got all that stuff. Like, Dude, just wrestle. That's that's all we need to see. We don't need to see Tony Khan every single time that something big happens. Just make Tony it- can't stay out of the spotlight, uh, dude. He loves it too much, man. Yeah. I mean, even even when you saw at the freaking Jags game, dude, he couldn't be contained, man. He's the, jumping into he players' was arms, jumping, yeah, jumping into grown men's arms. I love a dude. good, like, I love a good Tony Tony Khan hug. You're right though, dude. With all this like this possible WWE implosion on the horizon, like AEW is totally set to benefit off this. So mm. hopefully they're ready to capitalize, man. And thank God we have them. Could you imagine yeah. how bleak if all this oh, stuff was going God. down five years ago with like, you know, Impact or New Japan was our next best option. Like I know. And whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, so what, what I've seen. I mean, Japan. I love New Japan. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. No. New, New Japan's great, not, but yeah. it's it's definitely kind of tough. To, it's not as accessible as AW yeah. is. No, yeah, it's right. not as accessible. And, uh, you know, I'm not shit on any indies. I think all wrestling is great. Like, even supporting, like, I think it was Kevin went in the group the other day and was like, you know, support all your local, like, indie. indie. It was Eric. Eric Blondin. Was Kevin's Eric? best friend. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I, they're, they're I, knew it was, I knew it was one of the, yeah, uh, the mild man Canadians. Boys. I couldn't yeah. remember if it was Kevin or Eric. But, yeah, Eric was like, you know, go go uh, support all your local people. And I totally understand that sentiment. Nobody's more local vore than I am, dude. But We need to go to Memphis Wrestling while you bring it up, dude. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be pretty lit. I think Brett would get a good kick out of that. Yeah, too, that would be that. fun. Um, but I'm just saying, like, you cannot compare what we watch with WWE to any of that. Like, it's two totally different products. It's apples and oranges. That would be like saying, oh, you you watch Marvel movies and now you're going to watch, like, silent films or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just two totally different products um and to be like oh you can just substitute one for the other is just that's just asinine thing to say you know like everybody's like why do you care you have it's a good thing we have mlw and nwa and all these other promotions so impact and um 
New Japan. And I'm just like, it's not the same. Dude. I mean, to me, the big thing on WWE, like I definitely could get more. Like, I mean, I had more enjoyment from watching that GCW, GCW show we went to lit, than yeah. almost any episode of Raw I've seen in the last five years. But it's that baked in history, right? Like all that history there is that's what gives you the emotional investment, right? Because what we're mm-hmm. seeing, even though it's, you know, miles away, that's an extension of what Bret Hart was doing in the 90s. It's an extension of what Macho Man and Hulk Hogan were doing in the 80s. And that's why it's going to be so freaking heartbreaking if we see WWE crumble, right? Like you can, there's great wrestling everywhere, man. Yeah, like just listen. go on YouTube, but like you can find so many awesome freaking wrestling shows, big and small all over the world. But nowhere has that like unified history that we've had from the WWE going back, you know, over 40 years now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, uh, let's hear from Extra Cooler and then let's have some figure talk. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, it's time for the figure four, our weekly figure talk segment. Uh, I want to remind you guys, this is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside. So Elite 100 has come in stock recently, along with the latest top pick set. And uh, just today, we went up for pre-order, surprisingly, the best of Ultimate Edition. So we got the the Bret Hart and Triple H uh, Ultimate Editions coming back out. Jordan, you're, you're a big MOC guy, man. You look at these things as an investment. What's, what's your thoughts on them re-releasing the Ultimate Editions within, you know, basically three or four years. Well, real quick, let me jump in since we already have a listener mail. I want to give Randy Smith a shout out because he he said this exact same question. What are your thoughts on Mattel starting to re-release Ultimates and also making better versions of other figures? Uh, examples, new Vader with detailed mask and purple vest razor. All right, so, I think Jordan's the, uh, the, the guy to field this one, man. Let's hear it, Jordan. So... I'm all for re-releases. I I don't believe anyone should have to pay $300 for an action figure. I'm here for that, yeah. Here's my thing, though. Dude, this this line has only been going for, like Seth said, three years. Like, Mm -hmm. dude, we already need a re-release of these figures? Like, come on, man. At at least give us five years or five to ten years before you start re-releasing these. I I don't know. I get why they're doing it because Ultimates do make a ton of money and Bret Hart is a great choice. I do not understand Triple H at all, though. Um, I wish they would have done like an updated scan on Bret or like the butterfly joints on both figures. It, it literally looks like it's just the exact same figure but, they released. Yeah. Why couldn't they? Why couldn't they re-release them and then also give us new figures? Like why does that? Why does it have to be either or? Well, they're they already giving have, us new figures. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like they already have the scan, so they're re-releasing those for pre-order. But like, is that taking the place of another a set of Ultimate Editions? I like, don't think so. I no, think no, they're no. just straight up re-releases. Now, I think what they could do to your point. They could give us some chases, just straight repaints, right? Because action figure attack, that's why the chase model works for how they do their elites. You know, they're the WWE chases are totally different from the AEW chases, which are basically different figures. All WWE chases are straight repaints. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they couldn't have given us some repaints on these. Like, I don't really know what you do for a Triple H, but you could totally give us just color swap the Brett. Give us black pants and, and pink top and it would work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you, Jordan. I kind of I'm cool with the re-releases, but let's dig into the archives, man. Like, give us some. Give, let's do some older elites. I don't know how much of the budget it sucks up by making another batch of these. I assume it's not a lot. That's yeah. why that's why they're just cranking them out because Action Figure Tech already came out and said they're not getting because that the initial thing people were asking are they going to have the updated butterfly shoulders and stuff? And he said no. These are straight. Whatever articulation they had when they came out, that's what they're yeah, getting. Yeah, because I can I can imagine that the most expensive part of creating a figure is like creating those molds for like, you know, the different figures and head scans and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah the molds and the deco is where mm-hmm. most of the budget goes. To. Did you, did you go, ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. I was just going to say like, if, if they're really going to do like best of, I feel like the first two figures should have been Brett. And then the first ultimate warrior, like those are by far the two highest grossing figures as far as money wise yeah. on eBay. Which that's I don't understand the Triple H one. That that one just kind of weirds me out because the last Triple Sorry, H guys. figure they no you're good. Last Triple H figure they did sat on Amazon. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe they want to stagger out the Brett and Ultimate Warrior. Like let Brett be the anchor of this first one and see how it does, and then Warrior could be the anchor of the second one. If I'm if I'm sense. putting my business hat on, but but yeah, like the the Sean and Brock those made sense because those two that was the wave that was supposed to hit mm-hmm. retail right when COVID hit, and they never they were hardly even on the pegs. Yeah, um, yeah, the Triple H one. You're you're 100 right, dude. That's like just a puzzling decision. Like who I haven't seen anybody clamoring to another opportunity to get in that triple h yeah i, I was gonna say this too i seen i seen a lot of people saying like you know it's kind of like the death the death of the uh of that of that grail figure if you're gonna mm-hmm. just be able to you know get a re-release of it of a of a figure that you you, you want to get so like do you guys agree with that is that kind of like it seems like it is now no. it's like does it, it no, seems like- i've always been an advocate for like i think i think people who get really upset like if you're using your action figures as like an investment like that's all on you dude like i, I don't yeah. care how people collect but like that i think it's i just think that's bullshit dude to be mad at that other that other collectors are able to get an affordable figure of something that you already have you know yeah. what i mean and ultimately at the end of the day no play on words <laughs> intended like if people are true um you know completionists and stuff like like if it, like the cane was it the cane figure that caused so much controversy when it got re-released a couple years ago like dude they, they came in different boxes so it's like yeah. it's the same figure but if you're a true completionist like you're gonna have to have both you know what i mean like they're two totally different figures because they came out in two totally different lines, well that's you know? like uh uh phil dunnett our main man in the uk in the the chick foley patreon group you know he gets every production variant like he mm-hmm. has like four different of like the Bretts already just because they have a different production code on the bottom. So he's probably gonna have to get these too if they got different codes. Yeah. You know? Dang. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. well, Sheena was exactly right. I am, I'm all for everyone getting all the figs. I don't collect WWE figs for resale value or anything like that. But I'm telling you right now, if Funko fucks me over and starts releasing <laughs> a bunch of old Funkos, <laughs> I'm going to freak out. Because that like is like a college slash retirement plan. Because, man, some of those Funkos that I have are worth like thousands of dollars. So you I better just, get on it, dude. Get nah, on it dude, now. It ain't, it ain't time yet. Because I, I feel like they've gone so far with this Funko set with Funkos now. Like they're just releasing everything at this point. So there's just so much more stuff for them to release. I don't think they're going to go back and re-release stuff yet. I, I do. I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit, Sheena. I do feel for folks because this re-release thing, like that really hasn't you know, been a thing until here recently, especially with Mattel. Like they, it seemed like they were kind of like against doing the re-releases for the longest. And now all of a sudden, like 
something shifted and they're just like all about it, right? Like cranking these yeah. things back out. I mean, whether or not they're doing it altruistically for the sake of the collectors or not, like I I, I can't know that, but- I don't think they give a fuck about the collectors. Yeah. They're doing it to make sales. Dude. Exactly. They, they care about what the collectors want just because they know that what the collectors will buy. Like that's what they care about. Exactly. So, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like gatekeeping. Like, oh, well, I got this figure like Nana and a boo boo. Like you, like I'm mad at Mattel for re-releasing it because you're not supposed to have it. You know what I mean? And I feel like, especially for people who are coming into the game like so so late, like newer collectors and stuff that missed all those earlier waves or they missed all that. Like, I think that you know, it's kind of. Well, I don't know why they can't make different figures, right? Like, let's take Harley Race for instance. You still you still do another Harley Race, but do you have to do like an exact re-release of that King Harley that yes. ended up being <laughs> one of the most collectible elites ever? See that yeah. that's the one that's when I think that's actually like the one that's really going to like like piss people off the most cuz that was like the most coveted, you know, elite out there and now it's going to be readily accessible for everybody and that I think that's going to be the one to like kind of turn the tables on every on everything. True, but at the end of the day, like, I don't think King Harley Race is not one of those that, like, kids see on the pegs and are like, oh, man, I want this Harley Race figure, dude. So they're not going to make a whole brand new scan or a whole brand new outfit for Harley Race whenever it's strictly a collector thing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that, and you're right. Like, similar to, like, the the Jay Strongbow, like, that figure was only collectible because it was hard to get. If he was widely available, I don't think anybody's really that excited about a King Harley Race. Yeah, I I wish they... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say since we're on re-releases, I don't know, Seth, have you paid attention to this Rikishi greatest hits on what's going on with this on sale on eBay and stuff? No, what's up, dude? That figure's skyrocketing. The greatest hits figure is, I mean, it's it the lowest it's selling for right now is sixty dollars. Why, really? Why is that? I don't know. But Music City Toys put out something the other day that they canceled his order of a case of Rikishi and a case of Bam Bam Bigelow. So it Uh sounds like those figures might be short packed, so they're not going to be like fully re-released. Interesting. Okay. I mean, we already got some controversy with the greatest hits line, so. So maybe I shouldn't have opened those up. (laughs) 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 Maybe not. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll quickly do. Uh, let's wrap up before we get into figure news. Let's wrap up our um, our wish list. Sheena, give me your number one figure wish for 2023. So mine is a box set. I just want a like all packed together. Even though I'm a loose collector, I don't know why I want this because I would be unpacking them anyway, so they could come in different series and it wouldn't matter. But I do think a Bloodline box set would be really for freaking cool, dude. Yeah, just like like everybody, all the belts, all the things, just like. It, it would just be so cool. I'm sure the packaging would be mage. So yeah, I really want a, yeah, uh, a bloodline box. A five set. pack of elites would be crazy, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it could exactly. work. It's Especially not, it's not it, well, a, I, I think it's realistic. Here's what you got to do to make it work. Right. Don't give us a bloodline Sammy, right? Cause we haven't had a good Sammy figure that even with a custom shirt would work as a bloodline figure. So don't give us a bloodline Sammy and don't give us a solo Sokoa. Make that be the way to get solo Sokoa's first time in the line. And the first bloodline Sammy, and I think it could work. But what do you you mean? Put them in the put them in the box. Don't don't package them alone. Like no, don't package them alone. Yeah. Put them in the box set. Like yeah. you're buying this box set if you want Solo Sokoa's first elite, and if you want Sammy oh yeah, Zane so, in the yeah, you would have you would definitely have to do that because remember all those multi pack sets that just sat in Target for so long, dude. Like all the uh, that's what I'm worried about. This raw thirty set, man. Like I went fig hunting after work on Tuesday, and like the two targets I saw were like stacked up. Yeah. With uh, with that raw three pack, it's a great set, right? It's an incredible set, 
but they I worry about do that well one sitting. They don't do well in stores, dude. The, the multi packs, yeah, it's just expensive. And the right. collectors, you know, the adult collectors, like even though, like, they, you know, we're supposedly the fastest growing segment of toy sales, I still feel like we're a very, small. very small number mm-hmm. of people, man. Like, I don't know. What, what do you think of the new Raw 30th anniversary set, Jordan? Do you think that thing's going to move or do you think it's going to sit? I thought it was going to be more limited, honestly. Um, the target. Yeah, that, like I said, I saw like five or six of both the targets I went so to. So the target that I went to, the entire 10 that they had were gone the day that they put them on the shelf. So, okay. The target Hopefully by they my, just get one shipment, man. Yeah, like the target by my house went through them quick. Um, but I, I know they're sitting on shelves at a couple other targets in Omaha. So I don't know, man. I, I think it's a great idea, but yeah, like you guys said, like how many people want to spend seventy dollars on three figures? That's that's going to be the problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, look at that four horsemen set, dude. The yeah. four horsemen set was awesome, and that thing was peg warmer Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, and then the um, the one with Eddie and everybody, and it was even worse. Yeah, yeah. then we have a Heenan family too. The Heenan yeah, family one moved. I moved. think that one they had the distribution right now. I only saw that one on the shelf one time. I never saw that one on the shelf. So yeah, that. I don't know. It's just weird what people buy, honestly. I yeah. think, but I think, well, let's, let's, uh, this is the first, this would be the first like modern era multi pack that we've had with the Usos and Roman and Solo and Sammy. Yeah, they've so, always been going for the collectors. Before. So, yeah, so this, this would be a good gift for kids, dude. Cause I mean, what would be cooler than getting like all freaking five bloodline members? Yeah, you know, sadly, I could see this being a basic pack. I, I oh, it's actually, God, it's, it's, you're so right. It's more yeah. believable for me to see this as a basic pack than as a like, uh, the basic pack and yeah. sell for like 60 bucks. Like, yeah. the, kids, like yeah. the Undertaker through the years yep. pack that's all basic mm-hmm. that pack yeah. is awesome but I that was an that awesome pack basics. yeah like it i think if i was gonna get an undertaker figure signed i think that's what i get i'd get that basic pack toys r us had some good ones man toys r us and kmart had some really good um basic like group packs back in the day like toys r us had a couple of like legends ones and mm-hmm. stuff that were really really cool um but uh but yeah i uh that, that's a good pick. So mine, it's a little bit more conventional. It's not too off the wall. I just want the AEW figure line to get back on track, man. I feel like, I don't know if they've gotten oversaturated or if they lost funding or what. It felt like the last year of AEW figures were very, very underwhelming. Like there were some gems mixed in there here and there, but I was just not impressed by and large with what we got from, from Jasper's AEW last year. I feel like they rolled those sets out too fast. I, I, I kind of feel like I, I, at the Target by my house, like there was two sets back to back on the shelves within like a month. I, I just, th- they got to space them out better. I think that kind of yeah. killed them. Because when they released that first set, that thing flew off the pegs. And then yeah, it, it was took so us, exciting, man. And then it took us like five months to get set, uh, set two on the pegs. And I feel like those still move decently, but then they overproduced them. I don't know, man. There's got to be a better way then to that, do then this. Then that Dark Order that set dark just order literally set just, up, dude. Yeah. yeah, it literally sent the whole thing into a spiral, dude, which was yeah. such a cool idea. But like like we've talked about before on the show, like sprinkling um, the factions into multiple series, like that's the way to go because, yeah, it's that thing clogged up all the stores. It yeah. was but yeah, the first yeah the first five sets of AEW were straight fire, dude. Like I still remember being in the driveway in in Virginia when we got Series Five in the mail from Ringside and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Adam Page with the main event tights. Like that was it was awesome, dude. And I'm just so excited for the line, and I just I want to get that feeling back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, what was your uh, figure wish? 
Dude, me and Seth did a Pod Wars a couple weeks ago, and it really made me think about this figure and how badly we need it. So my wish is for a Coco Beware um, ult- or Elite to come out. Ultimate or Elite, I'd be fine with either one. Um, I just feel like this is a really big hole in the Mattel collection that we don't have one. Um, like we talked about with the Hasbro, it's just such a cool figure, and I just feel like this would be a great addition to everybody's collection. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, we, we had the tease, man. He was actually up for pre-order on ringside for about 45 minutes back with uh, Elite 44. And then, uh, and you know, it got canceled for freaking Sin Cara. So uh, I agree. Now, are you want? I, I see when you're wanting like classic LGN style Birdman Coco, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 that's what it has to be. I don't want high energy Coco or anything like that. See, I I want the Birdman first, but I would I wouldn't mind the high, high energy, energy yeah, but not as the first know. one. No, you got you got to have no. classic uh, Coco, but, but yeah, yeah give, I wouldn't mind a, a, a high energy. Give it, yeah, give us high energy team. for you know once hell freezes over and we actually get that high energy Owen Hart figure to go along with it. Once, all right, Marco, what's your figure wish, man? Um, I went with just to match the uh, recent Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania Seven. Uh, for them to release a uh, Macho Man uh, attire, Ultimate Edition Macho Man WrestleMania Seven, uh, just to just to have that because I have the the uh, the moments for both of those uh, those figures for the Elite line, so I like to get the uh, get them to match the Ultimate Edition line. So yeah, hopefully that. Yeah, I uh, feel like that's got to be on the way, man. Yeah, like that's got to yeah. be here sooner rather than later. And and there's room for improvement on that Macho figure too, because remember he didn't come with the shirt. You know, Macho Man had a shirt on for like the first ten minutes of that yep. match before he took it off. So that's give right. us that, and then we need Liz. We we need Liz yeah. with yep. the the sparkly sweater. Like, oh, we gotta I love the the star sweater, dude. <laughs> it's so epic. My friend um, Lauren, you guys have probably seen her on like Instagram. Uh, Su- Suplex and Stilettos is her name. She went as Liz one year, and somehow she tracked down this like sparkly star sweater. And I was like, oh my god, where did you get that, dude? It was like a vintage sweater. So it was like she had the Liz sweater for Halloween. It was awesome. All right, we'll get into some uh, figure news. We already talked about the uh, the kind of surprise out of nowhere Best of Ultimate Edition series. Um, did you guys see the new Super 7 Andre the Giant figure? Yikes. Dude, you mean uh, Andre the Giant body with John Favreau's face scan? It looks like it looks like Fred Flintstone. Like what happened, dude? Like Super 7 is supposed to be like premium. mega level premium figures, man. Like what, what is going on with this? Yeah, uh, that is bad. That is very bad. Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. not really much other- to say on this one. It's yeah. it's just yeah, bad. Let's just let's move on and just it's the rare brick from Chella. Um, let's move on to something on the other end of the spectrum. Did you guys see the prototypes for Chella's demolition figures they're giving us? Yeah, I think yeah. they're awesome. Yeah, they look pretty sick. George, you see these? Yeah, I did see it. It's awesome. Yeah, these are sick, man. It's gonna be the first demolition figures we've gotten since freaking. Uh, Mattel Legends, man. So really excited to get these. And I think they're going to be a nice compliment to the the OG Hasbro's. We need Crush, though. I don't mm-hmm. know. Even though people shit on like Demolition once Crush came in. Yeah. I feel like we got to have Crush. Jordan, I know you're a huge Demolition Mark. What do you think, man? Do you get do you need Crush in this set or can you live with just Axe and Smash? I mean, if I'm not going to be picky if all we get is Axe and Smash, but I, I'm not going to like cause an uproar for a Crush. But I would love to have all three of them, obviously. 
All right, let's. Uh, we need we need Fuji too, man. We need Mr. Fuji with the demolition paint also. Yeah. Like hopefully that's coming along with them. We don't have. We, we need Fuji in general, dude. Yeah, me and Jordan talked about that on our. Uh, if you want to go back and check out the Pod Warriors WrestleMania episodes, um, we saw some Powers of Pain prototypes from Shella. We also saw the uh, Godfather, aka Charles Wright, aka Smoke Train, in the new Gap- Grapplers and Gimmicks line. Yep, Jordan, are are you in on this line? Or are you passing? <laughs> Dude, that Godfather. Uh, I am not trying to be mean to anybody, but what is that? I, I just, I, I'm not for that at all. Yeah, it's it's not the best. I'm all about more lines coming out. So, and that, you know, that's an early prototype. It's a production sample. Hopefully we can get some improvements to it, but yeah. hard well, to you get know, the you recommendation know if Jordan's shit He's one of the biggest Charles Wright guy, fans in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, been the biggest Godfather guys in the biz. Papa Shango. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the Shango King. <laughs> All right. And last thing for figure news, the MLW line coming from, uh, it looks like it's from Mass Republic, the same guys who made the uh, the Lucha Legends Fates. of Lucha Libre figures. Uh, they, so we got Karrion Cross, Hammerstone, um, Jacob Fatu, and Mads Kruger. Uh, Jordan, what's your thoughts on these? I mean, the... Immediate reaction is holy shit! They're doing a carry or a killer cross while Carrion is signed to mm-hmm. WWE. Like that's the first thing that came to mind. Ballsy, uh, yeah, that's very ballsy. I hope you don't get sued by Vince because he's all about <laughs> that. Um, it, it's definitely cool. I mean, I don't really know Mads Kruger. I obviously know the other three, but I mean, we've talked about this. The the more lines, the better. If we get cool figs, I'm all for buying them. For the figs, I'm all about the scale, man. And supposedly these are going to be slightly smaller than a than, than Mattel Elites and Jazzwares. But the Legends of Lucha Libre, they were close enough that you could put them on the shelf with them and it worked, right? They were a little small. So I'm hoping these are the same scale and I'll get them. The thing I'm most excited for, did you guys see they're putting out a belt pack? I did not. I didn't yeah, see they're also releasing for twenty five bucks. They're releasing a pack with every championship in MLW. So wow, I'm, that's I'm cool. hoping you know. I'm assuming this is like a lot of the other new lines popping up that these pre orders are really crowd funds in disguise. Hopefully, people are uh, spending enough to to make it happen, man. For uh, for this line to come to fruition, because I just want that belt pack. Yeah, speaking of belt packs, we got an epic belt pack from our buddy uh, Dan Turnquist. <laughs> yes, yeah. Go back in the archives, listen to our interview with Dan Turnquist. Also, shout out to Dan; he made his return to the indie wrestling scene yeah. there in Illinois. Uh, Illinois, fighting, excuse me, Illinois. Yeah, <laughs> going to be fighting for the title this uh, this WrestleMania season. If you check out his Instagram feed, uh, you can see his big triumphant return. It was it was indie riffic, but it was really really cool because Dan's our friend and he's a great guy. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll be sharing it on social media here with you guys. soon. we got some obscure belts. Yeah, like we got we got the AW Trios belts and some other stuff, but we also got like the the Southern Tag Team Championships from Ohio Valley Wrestling. And <laughs> we got some old school NWA belts, like some pretty crazy stuff from. And Dan. they look awesome, man. Yeah, like, Dan, Dan just really knocked stepped it out it up, apart, so. dude. With with forbidden figurines taking a uh, a much deserved hiatus, I think Dan's the undisputed number one in yeah. the custom fig belt game right now. Um, let's go to weekly purchases. I guess we can kind of do like monthly purchases since it's been a while since we've done this. Jordan, what's some interesting stuff you've added to the collection here lately? So I added obviously the Raw Thirty set, um, all the legends except for the Chase Shamrock. I got some Funkos this week. 
I don't even know which ones they are. What Funkos I, did you get, dude? I, I was just about to say I don't know which ones they are because I didn't open it. It was a pre-order wow. I did like six months ago. It was off of Entertainment Earth, so I don't even know which ones it is, honestly. Um, oh, I did buy uh, Rob Van Dam and Paul Heyman, finally, so I got those this week. Um, I think that's it. Marco, how about you, man? Uh, just the, the Raw uh, 30 set, and finally, finally, after it felt like decades, uh, Supreme Series 2 finally showed up in the uh, in the bill. I was on I was on the back order end of things, so yeah, and that uh, that Malachi Black is is pretty gnarly. It's insane, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it clearly fogged my memory. It was so awesome yeah, that it yeah. fogged my memory. <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah. Besides the scale, that's one of the best wrestling figures yeah. of all time, I mean, man. The Kenny's good too. The the head scans on the the Kenny figure are definitely way better than the ones in the uh, the regular line. So I was pretty stoked about that. We've got pretty much we're we're basically all the way caught up on new figures out except for the Chase Shamrock, just like Jordan. We're still chasing uh, still chasing Kenny. Um, the most interesting thing we got, I had a lot of OSFTM WCW coming today, so I got MOC, I got Wolfpack Sting. And the giant, which is just an awesome figure, right? The giant's mm-hmm. first figure. It's great. It's gigantic. And then uh, I got Lucy's of Surfer Sting and Crow Sting in the uh, the old OSFTM LJN knockoff line. Yeah, nice. we we at, we were pulling them out of the box, and we had um, the baby face Brett uh, there with us, and he said Seth was asking who everybody was, and he he pretty much got you know most. He knew of them. everybody. He knew everybody, and then he he said who was he asked him who Surfer Sting was, and Brett said that's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good guess with the beach blonde hair because yeah. Brett Brett really doesn't know uh, Sting besides the Crow Sting. He knows yeah. Crow Sting very. Well, he does not know Surfer Sting. Yeah, but he Sur- said it so confidently. He said, Cody Rhodes. So, I mean, Surfer Sting wishes. Bucko. Yeah, <laughs> Surfer Sting wishes he was Cody Rhodes. That's what I would have said to him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we did get in Elite 100. I know we've kind of uh, gone back and forth on this. Sheena, now that you had it in hand and seen it, give us your final review on Elite 100. I mean, it's good. I, I I think the figures are fine. I think they're good figures, but I think just with it being Elite 100, it should have been something a little more. It should have been a little more creative. I don't know. I just feel like it was a little bit of a letdown as far as like it being like the 100th series of Elites. The yeah. figures themselves are fine. Figures are fine for seven yeah. Elites. It was cool that they gave us six brand new belts. Like, yeah. But I felt like it, it still should have been more, man. They... Mm. uh I, there was no way they were going to tick all the boxes for everybody. But I felt like they could have. I felt like it should have been something more akin to basic 100, yeah, where, where you like had all just the, the main eventers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it should have been like you know Hulk, Macho, Warrior, Brett, Sean, Austin, right? Like yeah. give us those six, even if it's re-releases. Put them in just really, really nice packaging and and call it a day. Um, well, like Jordan, we talked what, about, they could have been like gold casted figures or something. Just something like totally. Something to, yeah, off or give the, us chases. Give us yeah. six chases. So give us standard figures and then do some like yeah, like some straight up like gold figures. Uh, what what do you think, Jordan? Man, what's kind of your final verdict on Elite One Hundred? I mean, I'm I'm just like you guys. I, I've seen all the the inbox photos and everything that with everybody that's getting them. I just I feel like this one should have been so much more than what it is. I mean. Yeah, like you guys said, the figures are fine. The people that are in the line are fine. But we didn't want fine for Elite 100. We wanted like yeah. some out-of-the-box stuff and something to just blow us away. And it just it doesn't feel like they're celebrating 100 
lines yeah, of it could have been even just gold packaging dude like just give us like all like gold foiled packaging i think would have been really cool you know i think one thing that kind of killed the buzz on it i think they should have waited and debuted greatest hits after this i think they could have made mm-hmm. elite 100 like the series one of the greatest hits line mm-hmm. and give us like you know give us bret hart's defining moments figure give us put harley race in there right like just yeah. pick six of yeah. your like most iconic or most highly coveted elites and re-release them and let yeah. that be the kickoff of the greatest hits line. I feel like that probably would have been the the best way yeah, they could have celebrated more well received, it. received, yeah, too, with like the re-release and stuff, yeah. you know. I mean, what they did, I wouldn't, you know, it's definitely not a fail what they did. It's it's cool, but I feel like it could have been. Played it, it safe. I mean, John Cena, Becky Lynch, like, you know what I mean? Steve Austin, like, Andre. Yeah, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Played it, played it real safe. All right, Sheen, do we got listener mail? Yes. All right, we're going to hear... From J-Bone, John Swallow coming down the aisle, and then we'll get into our uh, questions. Coming down the aisle. Do you want to feel the war of the crown? Then strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also, each week I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, eat up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. All right, Sheena, hit us with those listener questions from right. the Foley fam. I will take um, blame for this. I forgot to post a listener mail until like right before we started recording. Hit it with the Botchamania chant, Jordan. <laughs> Botchamania. <laughs> yeah, typically we have a, fucked up. Yeah, we have a good <laughs> listener mail segment or uh, you know lineup for you guys. Uh, we did already touch on Randy Smith's uh, question earlier, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump to our only other listener mail that we got between. Thanks the, a lot, Sheena. I know it's my fault. Sorry, guys. Next I, week, I'll be I will make sure that Sheena gets listener mail out like three days early. Maybe, maybe we'll. We'll do a supersized listener mail. So yeah. anybody be thinking of some good bangers for us. Remember, it can be wrestling related, life advice, whatever you want. If you got a personal situation you want to touch on, yeah. feel free to slide, into the, slide yeah. into the DMs and we'll read it anonymously so nobody knows who you are. But yeah. we'll, uh, we'll sort out your love life, real estate, anything you want. We'll get it figured <laughs> maybe, out. Maybe we'll try to, we could try to guess who it is. Maybe we'll do that. Who in this oh, room? Oh yeah, has... I can read it and you guys can guess who it is. <laughs> who, in ahead, this, who in this room has anal fissures? <laughs> we actually just watched that episode yeah we did we did watch that we were going back and somebody watching has inverted somebody penis would <laughs> that be um, vagina because if so I would like that cover <laughs> I want that covered um, our listener mail comes in from Kevin Harrison he says top three Royal Rumble surprise entrance male or female that you would like to see Ooh. so I already said Matt Cardona for mm-hmm. one I'm going to go with Cody's got to be one, right? No, that's not a surprise. That's I not mean, a surprise. if you're surprised by Cody, like, <laughs> hey, tell me, tell me you're watching your first ever wrestling show without telling me you're watching yeah. your first ever wrestling show. I mean, but not announced. I'm going I Matt mean, Cardona. I'm going. What about Mandy Rose? Yeah, for the females, Mandy would be awesome. Actually, I you know I mentioned that on the uh, Turnbuckle sessions this week. I think she's going to be back at the Rumble. And then until it happens, man, I'm saying Mox, dude. Mox, nobody would have a more awesome WWE return than Mox. Like, there's so much baked in story between him and Roman, him and Seth. So Mox is the pick. All right, what about you guys? What about you, Jordan? You go first, and then I'll get Marco. I'm gonna go. I definitely think Cardona's going to be one of the entrants. Um, 
I think Trish is going to come back for the women. They always bring in a legend for the women's rumble. I think mm-hmm. she would be a good well, choice. They're going to, they get, they got to do it. will always pop for Trish. Yeah, exactly. They, they're going to have they, Molly Holly and, hey, you know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy if you want. I think Austin is entering the men's rumble. I can see it. That's That's it looks like he's in the best shape of his life, dude. Yeah, and it's in San Antonio. Like it, he's definitely right down the road from there. So I, I feel like Austin's going to be in it. That'd be cool, Marco. You got any surprise entrance you want to see? Yeah, that was that was one of them. Def- I was going to say, you know, everyone's thinking Stone Cold's going to come back at Mania. I think it's going to be a lot sooner. It's probably going to be Royal Rumble. Um, Probably not going to happen, but I'd like to. I'd like to see Riddle come back as a surprise entrant, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure what his status yeah. is uh, right now, and not too sure what the ladies. What if? What if? Uh, what if Nick Gage entered the rumble? Nick Gage. Awesome. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! I mean, with the, with the rumblings of uh, <laughs> with the rumblings of uh, you know Jay White um, ending his New Japan career, I could see that possibly happening as well. He doesn't seem like a WWE guy to me, though. Like, I, See, I think I, he, I think that's the opposite. He always, about it, bro. Everybody, hey. everybody's a WWE guy yeah, for the right talks, price. Yeah. He, no, I always see. Well, you do you mean like just like he wouldn't go or like his no, style? I, I just don't think he would. I don't know where he fits in at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's kind of smaller, dude. He's on the smaller mm. side, also. Like, and all of his boys are in AEW. Like, I just I think he's gonna go where he's gonna be the most happy. And I think with all his talks. boys in AEW, I think that's where he's gonna be the most happy. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like creative stuff he could sink his teeth into if he went into. What about AEW. Andrade? What's Andrade been up to? Oh, he might still be just being disgruntled AEW Ooh, employee. What about Rusev, dude? What if Rusev enters the yes. Rumble? Still a disgruntled. Or AEW Lana, AEW Lana could enter the Rumble. Oh God. Please don't. <laughs> All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco, running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. All of the links to all of our partners and friends at chickfoley.com. Follow at Pod Foundation for all of your wrestling needs throughout the week. And you ready to get into some trivia, Seth? Well, make sure you guys hit on chickfoley.com. Also, you can hit the link to our Patreon Facebook yeah. group. It's a ton of fun in there. We always have some good events going on. We just did the Chick Foley Rumble last week. And the the most important thing is the uh, kind of community figure hunts. Like there's some serious synergy going on with people finding all the new figures dropping here in early 2023. I feel like I'm the only person who hasn't found a blue Ken Shamrock figure, but <laughs> yeah. they can definitely hook you guys up, man. Between the new Street Fighter uh, elite figures um, and the the new Legends and Raw Pack, like yeah, it's it's just a great asset, and it's only two bucks a month. For yeah, a lot of fun and community. super fun community, no drama. Um, yeah, we we keep it fun in there. And now it's time for the most anticipated part of the show. I'm looking to extend my streak. I'm already on a record setting five straight trivia questions. Going for number six. Sheena was already rolling her eyes when she drew the card out if tonight. If I think, so. yeah, it's from 1995. So I'm already like. Right I'm, in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm already like rolling my eyes knowing that Seth is probably going to know this like right off the top. But we'll see. There, you, you never know. So everybody cross your fingers that we can we can. Stop. Why would you guys be rooting against me? You guys should just appreciate greatness. Because me and Marco get like, who is the janitor at WrestleMania 2? Yeah. <laughs> Whose name yeah, Ryan, rhymes with wet had, fart and wears black no. and pink? Dude, last time I had what city did Kerry Von Erich win his first Intercontinental Championship? So not only did I have to know the event, oh my I had to know God. the place was at all. I thought that so was going to stump him. Acknowledge yeah, we get, me. We get stuff like who who installed the first doorknob at Titan Towers yeah. in Titan Towers. 1988. <laughs> 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 all right, let's hear yeah. it, Shane. Yeah, and then Seth gets uh, 1995 in your house. So, oh, uh, perfect. At September 1995 in your house, 
Who did Razor Ramon face? Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. This is going to be an educated guess, dude. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. September 1995, in your house. I'm going to say Dean Douglas. God dang you. Yes. Oh, Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? Yes. You are. That was definitely an educated guess. I was at like 57% confidence on that one. You are an insane person. Yeah. Dean Douglas. All right. That's it. Hey, so. We'll take you guys behind the scenes. Our our Brett the baby face, our, our beautiful five-year-old son, actually woke up about 25 minutes ago. He's been sitting in my lap for the last 20 minutes of the podcast. Brett, you got anything you want to say to the podcast listeners before we sign off? Yeah. What do you want to say? I want to say um, about my karate. What do you want to tell them about your karate? <laughs> what do you want to tell them about karate, Brett? I jump switch kick and say ah yeah. He jumped. He learned to jump switch kick tonight. That's what they were working on at uh, at karate tonight. Yeah, man, he did awesome. So, well, we made your podcast debut. We can shut down the Chick Fil A show. We've had the best moment now. (laughs) Yeah, this this is a moment. This is a moment. All right, Sheen, you got any closing thoughts for us before we sign off this week? No, just circling back to what I said earlier. I kind of mentioned it on uh, last week's episode when we did a chicky quickie. But if you're a person who only listens to our mainstream episodes, I just wanted to encourage you. Unlike Jordan, you should set some goals for yourself and uh, try to. Jordan make- has goals for himself. Did you say you didn't believe in New Year's resolution? Well, yeah, it's not. Who just said I didn't make believe Jordan in having sex. goals? Why you gotta put me out there like that? You're saying unlike like, Jordan, oh, Jordan some goals just for rolls yourself. around through life like a turd with no goals. Dang. Like Jesus! Wow. God. Jordan gets. Hey, this is gonna be on freaking YouTube. Chick Fil A shoots hard on the Fig God. Hey, All right. Unlike, unlike. Unlike Jordan, you can set a resolution you for go. yourself uh, to uh, do whatever the heck you want to do in 2023. Oh. And uh, yeah, once again, guys, circling back, Happy New Year to you all. You want to say bye-bye to the listeners, Brett? Yeah. Say bye-bye. Bye.